If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and good morning. Welcome to the Moms Talk Autism podcast. This is your host, Shannon Corsa. And today I have the lovely Natasha Dillman and Brittany Crabtree. Oh my gosh, <laughs> How I, was can't that? Handle, How was I can't that? handle that. Uh, guys, like um, Delilah. you guys remember Delilah on the radio? Um, I am coming down with something and that's why I have this beautiful voice. And today <laughs> we are going to talk about how the diagnosis has affected our marriages. So stay tuned for that. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. All right, ladies. So I think it is important to throw out a disclaimer straight away. And that is that um, we are talking about how the diagnosis has affected our marriages from our personal perspective. We obviously never want to put words into our husband's mouths. Um, I guarantee you that the episodes that they listen to they all have their own side of every story that we tell. So I am sure that they also have their own side to this. So this episode is based on us wifeys and our perspectives on just our marriages and how things have changed since the diagnosis um, for good and for bad. So um, why don't For better we, or for worse. For bad. I was going to say that. <laughs> and then I was like, that sounds cliche. <laughs> Um, we like it. Jay. <laughs> yeah. Like it. Um, so let's just, okay. So this is Shannon and Jay and I got married in 2014. So we've been together for 10 years, but married for eight years. Mm -hmm. um, Tosh, how long have you guys been married? Um, Tyler and I have been married for 11 years. 11 years. Okay. And Brittany, how long have you guys been married? You and Doug? <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> We've been married um, for two decades, folks. You little, yeah. Dang. Crazy. It makes me feel really, really oh, old gosh. to say that. But I'm the same age as you guys, so. I know. 
I was going to call you a child bride, but then I thought that would be offensive. <laughs> I mean, it's not entirely accurate, but it is. No. I mean, that's she what, was an adult. You were, you were, she was legally. Yes. I was, I was tw- barely 20. My mom did bride. ask Doug when he asked my parents for my hand in marriage, uh, if he, if uh, she thought he was uh, robbing the cradle, I believe was the phrase oh. that she used. <laughs> oh my um, How much I, older is Doug? He's only two years older than me, so he oh was a baby God. too. Oh, okay. He was twenty-two. I was twenty, and yeah, we were yeah. we were both babies together, getting married. So yes, yes. Okay, so we've got we've got that down. Um, yes. So where do we think we want to start, girls? Because I think there's so many different places that we can go with this. Yeah, I feel like we <laughs> kind of start with. Um, you know, just like a quick recap on how, I mean, we've talked about this all in our, on, in our own stories, um, but how right, like right away the diagnosis or the diagnosis process affected that immediate, you know, effect on our, on our marriages. Okay. Oof, what do you, what do you say? Stress. The stress. Mm-hmm. Um, that was mm-hmm. 13 years ago for me. <laughs> 14 years like, ago I, for me. I barely remember yesterday. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't I don't <laughs> remember details of, like, how it affected our marriage. I know we both kind of went into shock um, mm-hmm. and started that, you know, that grieving cycle that we've talked about extensively. Um, we, I do remember lots of talks, just the two of us after the boys would go to bed. We had three toddlers when Austin was diagnosed. So it was a lot of, you know, get all the kids to bed and then we'd have the evenings to kind of just um, process. Um, It was a lot of divvying up responsibilities. And I think we'll probably talk about that a little bit more. Um, But it was, you know, okay, we need to do this and this and this and this. I'm going to do this. You do this part. You know, lots of kind of divide and conquer kind of um, getting through all the logistics of this new life and doctors and therapists mm-hmm. and ABA and all that kind of stuff. But um, it was a challenge. It was hard. Um, yeah. I don't really, I don't, we didn't, we didn't turn on each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's, we kind of doubled down mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, we're going to tackle this together. We don't know exactly what we're doing, but we're going to try mm-hmm. to do it together. So mm-hmm. yeah. How about you girls? Yeah. What about you, Tashi? Yeah. Um, so, you know, most of, obviously, all of you, maybe, hopefully, know Tyler and I's story of, of the loss of, of Jack's twin brother early on. So we went through, um, you know, pretty hefty trauma um, early in our in our marriage. And then, and then you know, a, a few short years later is when Jack was diagnosed. So um, I think you know, Tyler, I, I mean, we both grieved, you know, we, we both grieved both situations, the loss of, of Jameson and then, and then Jack's diagnosis. But I think we were reversed in the sense of, you know, when, when we lost Jameson, um, I really struggled in it for a long, long time. Um, and, and then, and then it was the opposite for Jack's diagnosis where, uh, I, I was already in it far before he was diagnosed and, and, you know, when the diagnosis finally happened, I think is kind of when Tyler, it really hit Tyler. Um, so 
luckily we were able to to be that support for each other in in the sense of the two different situations you know where um he held me up for a long time and then and then I held him up um but it was hard you know it was hard um I think we we stayed together like you know in the sense of like Brittany said we 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 didn't we weren't against each other we stayed on the same team um but we you know all of a sudden got the weight of the world on our shoulders you know in the sense of like most of you out there know it's like it's like almost like once you get that diagnosis it's like boom 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 you go 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 you're mm-hmm. they're t- you know throwing you into all of these different um therapies if you're not already in them um and it and it's just almost chaos you know um and and then you're still trying to balance working together as a team and and your mm-hmm. own struggles of just marriage right marriage is hard financials, parenting, all of it. So uh, I feel like we did a, a, a good job, but um, it it was hard. It required <laughs> marriage counseling. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. No, well, not at all. Yeah, I'm laughing because I'm like, little... we, it, I don't know where we would be without marriage counseling, you know, even before Jack's diagnosis, um, even before the loss of, of our child. <laughs> If I'm just being honest, <laughs> um, oh, that's good. Yeah, Tyler and I are huge advocates for for marriage counseling. You know, premarital counseling, whether that's through you know, if you're um, a religious person, you know, whether you do that through your church or you you seek you know counseling from a a mental health counselor. Um, we're huge advocates for it. We did it before we got married because we had issues. You know, we had, we knew we loved each other and we wanted to be married, but we had, both of us had baggage from, you know, previous relationships and just who we were as people. Um, So we went in with all of our, you know, heavy armor of marriage counselors. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and it's been good. It's been good to be able to, um, you know, rely on that. And then when we can't rely on it, you know, like, especially through COVID that we knew kind of the things we could recognize when we were in those different, um, dances is what we would call them and how to kind of step back and analyze the situation and then, and then come together to how, how are we going to work on this? How are we going to get through this? You know, tools. You had tools for all your the tools. Box. We had all the tools in our toolbox for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't mean that it made it easier. You know, we're still a man and a woman and two totally different personalities. You know, uh, but we we were able to to get through. Yeah, and I think so. too something that you mentioned was you know trying to balance it all because that's what happens. It's like you go to that first appointment where they tell you that, you know, they think that your child may be autistic and all of a sudden all of the things pile up, right? Like now you're doing screenings and services and specialist appointments and now you need to see a developmental pediatrician or, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. just the whole host of, you know, the doctors and it sort of gets piled on. And I think sometimes it can be hard to think of yourself as a team when usually one parent has to take on the majority 
of the things. Like I know for Jay and I, we decided that I would stay home with Gracie. Well, that meant that Jay at that time, you know, was working at least five days a week, if not more with call outs and everything like that, Um, which means I did have to handle the majority of all of the appointments. So sometimes it can be hard to remember that you are a team and you are going through it as a team when one person has to absorb, you know, not that I took on, you know, Jay's, you know, thinking processes and what was going through his his heart and his head, but um, just like the tactical things that had to be done every single day. Um, and then it's like a recap, right? Like at the end of the week, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, here's what you missed. Here's what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, hard. And I think I that Jay and I are totally also relate to that different people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we think um, about things very differently, Jay and myself. Um, and I think <laughs> that we struggled a little bit going through, and I won't talk too much about that just with the diagnosis portion, because I feel like we've talked about that before. Um, but I don't feel like we talked to each other a lot through the diagnosis portion. Mm-hmm. I think we did. We talked. Um but I think we dealt with our feelings more on our own. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's like the right way to do things or the wrong way to do things. Um, it's just sort of how how we processed them separately. Because, Brittany, I know you said you and Doug would talk a lot, you know, in the evenings together about yeah, things and how you felt and all of that. Yeah, I think we'd still – I mean, you you have to process things on your own at, to some degree. Like you have to because you're – you can't get into somebody else's head. But then once you once mm-hmm. you have processed or you're in the middle of, if you have thoughts or feelings, being able to check in with that partner or that person that you trust and and share those with them. Yeah, that's I guess that's where we did. I don't know. We didn't have like a standing appointment every evening or everything, but it would just it would come up and we would try <laughs> to to share what come we could. On. Yeah. And That's Doug is very not a bad idea. <laughs> Maybe not. If you, I mean, honestly, like I'm all for it. Like put it on the calendar. Yeah. But yeah. um, but Doug, uh, Doug is very different than than myself as well, personality wise and how he processes things and how he uh, approaches life in general. Just he's much more easygoing and he um, tends to just kind of let things go and like whatever it'll be, it'll be just keep on moving along. Whereas I want more control, more, um, you know, hands-on, I guess, in everything in my life. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's different, but, but finding that, um, that communication piece and that your willingness to share, even though maybe you don't always understand everything your, your partner feels or, whatever stage they're at, you know, maybe you can't relate to it, but, mm-hmm. but listening and um, being open to their interpretation of what's going on is, is really key, I think. So. Yeah. I, I feel like we, uh, and I, maybe Shannon a little bit too, just because of maybe the jobs that, that Tyler and Jay do. Um, and maybe Doug also, maybe Doug just, this might be his personality, but, um, you know, or maybe just like kind of a man thing, um, wanting to fix things, wanting to be fixers, wanting to, you know, like in, in Tyler's job, he, he helps people. He, he maybe doesn't necessarily fix the problem, but he comes to the rescue and he, and he helps somebody. Um, and I, and I think part of the, the big, portion of that was learning that, you know, 
this isn't something that we're going to be able to fix in in you know correlation to my feelings or how I'm seeing something. Um, this is something that I just need you to listen to. You know, I just need you to listen, and I don't even need you to have a response. I just I just need to kind of let this go. Um, you're that, wanting that, that connection. Not, you're wanting to share. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. And I don't need you to. I don't need you to fix it. You know, I don't. I just need you to be a listener. <laughs> I just need you to be a listener. That's something huge that we've had to learn. I, and I and both of us. You know, it's not just Tyler. I mean, it's not just him that's wanting to. You know, because when he has an issue, it's the same thing. I I feel like I need to, you know, be the mother and 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 fix it sometimes. But um both of us just really learning how to just let that other person have their, to be in their feels, you know? Yeah. I'm just laughing over here because Tyler and I are the same human and we're both Enneagram Mm -hmm. twos and we're fixers Mm -hmm. because I've really struggled with that um, with (laughs) Jay. And that is, you know, our two very different ways of thinking. And Jay can be very honest and, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Forward, direct. Yeah, well, he's very direct in his way of thinking. He's very realistic in his way of thinking. Mm. Whereas for me, I can be realistic and I can voice how I'm feeling or like if I'm feeling very overwhelmed or if I'm feeling hurt or if I'm frustrated, like I can voice that, but I usually have a positive spin. Like Mm -hmm. I usually have the ability that's just the way that I'm wired where I can end it with something positive or something to look forward to or something like that. And um, Jay is just very like realistic. This is the way that it is. Yada, yada, boom. And um, I have really had to learn how to allow him to have those feelings without trying to take my positive spin for him on it. Right. Or like force that positive spin on him. And I still find myself kind of wanting to do that, um, but having to, learn how to, and I'm by no means perfect at this in any way, I'm sure he will tell you, um, allowing him to have the feelings that he needs to have. To work through. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. To work through, to work through them. And that can just be difficult because we do sometimes have very different mindsets on Mm -hmm. things. Um, Yeah. You just need to calm it down, positive Polly. Well, we know I'm not always positive, but I do always, I do always like try to have a positive outcome or a positive spin, or maybe I'm feeling all these horrible feelings and I'm so frustrated, but I have that ability to like look back and be like, you know what, this is really hard and like, I'm really upset or frustrated or sad, but like, this is the lesson I'm taking from it, or this is the thing that I'm bringing out of it. And maybe it's a coping mechanism. I don't know. You know, I've just always been that way. It could definitely be a coping mechanism that I have. So that can kind of be a struggle because I can imagine that there are probably a lot of couples out there who are the same way, whether it's reversed or the same, Mm -hmm. um, where they struggle with, I don't want to say necessarily the, you know, negative feelings of their spouse, but just those real raw feelings of their spouse and not understanding each other in the way that they think and feel. Yeah. And that can yeah. be a struggle because that can lead into a lot of other things. Like before this, we were talking about, you know, there's a lot of additional stresses on our families. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we've all heard, um, you know, like the divorce rate upon parents of autistic individuals is 80%, which, by the way, we uh, researched before this episode, and we found that that's actually not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want the real percentages, you can do your own research. But um, 
what it looked like on some of the things that I read was that the parents of autistic children have a 10% higher chance of having a divorce rate. And there are a lot of additional sources of stress. And when our kids start therapies, they're not always covered by insurance and they're not always cheap. And these extra things that these kids need and like the extra security measures we have to take and you know, it's like, it's an extra level of stress and financial stress. Right. Yeah. And and, and financial, could. you know, burdens is like one of the biggest mm-hmm. reasons for divorce in our, in our world. One of the country. number one reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like taking all of these different um, elements into consideration, right? It's just, it's just adds more and more um, stress. Yeah. yeah. And then on top Ooh, of that, guys, it, is guys, it's even, what? Go ahead. No, oh. go ahead, Brett. Oh, okay. Um, and then, and then it's a time thing, right? You add in the mm-hmm. the the natural stress of of appointments and all these things. One of one of the parents tends to take on most of that, just for logistics' sake, for ease. It's easier to have one person, you know, kind of spearheading um, doctors and therapists and appointments and medicine and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then mm-hmm. you have you know, you have to pay for all of that one way or the other. And then just taking care of this child who needs extra support. Um, mm-hmm. it, it it takes time. All of these things take time. And that is less time for you to be not only a family unit and spend time together, whether that's with one child or if you have multiple children, um, but also just the two of you as as a couple. Yeah. Um, being a married couple, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard to to find the time to do all of those things and still and, and have time for yourself, which is <laughs> laughable <laughs> sometimes. Uh, but but yes, it's it's a schedules and then and then there's also a level of resentment that can come at mm-hmm. times because one parent is maybe taking on more of those responsibilities for this the the extra care, the special needs, the doctors, mm-hmm. et cetera. And then a resentment can build up. Like, listen, I'm, I just, I went to three doctor's appointments this week and I'm been, was on the insurance for two hours with this, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, what are you doing to help out? Like, you know, that kind of stuff can come up. Um, <laughs> well, and even we've all said even, that. Well, but <laughs> literally not we've all even said that, that. <laughs> but not even that too. But Brittany, like, so there's that side of it where it's like, what have you even done? But it could also be like, I've done three doctor's appointments this week and I have called the insurance three times and they are wanting attention. So it's not even what have you done to help us. It's like I am tapped out emotionally, physically, mentally. Like I have nothing left to give. I can like do not touch me. Do not Mm -hmm. look at me. Do not anything. I don't. Sure. I have zero bit of my soul left. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. And I think I think a lot of typical, you know, p- parents of typical children can can mm-hmm. relate to that as well, especially oh, when they're absolutely. really young and they're just like constantly touching you and on you. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, a, you know, kind of a, a mommy daddy thing. Like a lot of kids just want mom all the time and they're literally like attached to your body at certain stages mm-hmm. in their lives. And then it's like, hey, baby, come here. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, yeah. one more person touches like, me. Ugh. I'm going to lose it. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a real yeah, thing. Yeah. You're right. It was a good point, Shannon. You're right. Um, so. that, that is, though, I, I think that goes back to another point of just like the communication, though. And, and um, you know, because let's put it out there, you know, 
we're humans, we're sexual beings. I sometimes think men are even more, you know, <laughs> cave cave people when it comes to that. <laughs> you know, and 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 so um and, and that's a huge part of you know, reason reasons for divorce as well. You know what I mean? People losing yes. that physical connection with each other. Um, but you know, when when you are a a parent um, to a special needs kiddo, and there's all these extras, you know, it's it's almost like you're still in that toddlerhood phase, right? Of of parenting, where um, a lot of times when when there's free time. It's like, I just, I don't even want to be, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be around anybody. I don't want to be touched by anybody. Um, and so that can be hard. That, that, I mean, that comes up, I'm not going to lie for, you know, Tyler and I, you know, quite a bit where it's just like, I'm just done. You know, when you get home after 48 hours gone or 72 hours and I'm just like, don't bother me. Don't mm-hmm. talk to me. Let me just go away, you know? And and so sure. keeping that in mind too of like the line of communication with that, you know, like, hey, it's it's not you. It's not, you know, right. it, it's 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 literally me. It's I I I can't physically and mentally take on anymore. Um I think it's really important know. to to point out that yeah, they're they're um if you have a spouse who's gone for significant periods of time or isn't taking on all of the, um, you know, autism responsibilities, like, and they want attention, like you're saying, like, that's not invalid. They're not being like oh, no, a horrible person all. or selfish or anything. Yeah. It's just, th- that's very natural and very, um, you know, n- normal or whatever you want to call it for them to feel that way. Like, of course we want to make that connection and he misses you yeah. and he wants to see like, that's all mm-hmm. valid stuff. It's just, it's about communicating, like you said, and, yeah. Yeah. and maybe needing a minute to catch your breath, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. and let's, let's just, let's just go full in here. Let's talk do it. about, <laughs> do it. We're going to get nitty gritty. I mean, let's be honest about like intimacy and sex drive. I, yes. at one point saw my doctor because I was convinced, I'm like, there is something wrong with my hormones. Like mm-hmm. something is out of whack. I have like zero sex drive right now. Mm-hmm. I, you know, which can be very, very difficult on a marriage. And yeah. we talked for a significant period of time. And he was just like, you have to understand that your sex drive as a female is a direct correlation of the amount of stress that you are in. Yep. And you live a very stressful lifestyle and you have to, you have <laughs> to, sigh. I know yeah. you have to, the you have to do the things to take care of it. And it's not saying like we have the power to reduce all of the stress in our lives. And I right. still go through phases where sometimes I just don't want to be touched. And it usually is when I am feeling very stressed out or overwhelmed. I'm not getting enough sleep, mm-hmm. um, things like that. And being able to relay that to your partner, because I can imagine as though they feel like not loved and not yes. wanted in I know, at least in my case, I, you know, I can't speak for anyone else. Like I do love my husband and I do want to be close to him, but sometimes those stress levels just make things go haywire inside mm-hmm. of you. 
Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that that's just important because I can guarantee that there are lots of other moms listening to this right now. Oh, I'm sure there's people just amening left and right. (laughs) (laughs) Who just feel so stressed out, you know, about all of the things going on in their lives and all of the things Mm -hmm. that they have to think about. And it's funny because, um, you guys know, I mean, it can't just be me. Here we go. We may have to mark an E on this episode. Okay. So <laughs> you go out of town for three days and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, baby, like, mm-hmm. let's do this, right. <laughs> and then your significant other is like, whoa, I got a whole uh-huh. new wife. What happened? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's because there's no responsibility on those three days. Yes. You don't have to worry about when kids are going to bed and what they're eating and how their day was and if they had an accident and if the house needs to be mopped and what the dogs are doing. I like, haven't heard mommy 15,000 yes. times. Yes. And yeah. so it's that immediate release of mm-hmm. pressure mm-hmm. that allows you to tap into that person that you probably would be <laughs> if you didn't have all the stress of life, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, sure. So I think, you know, I think... I don't know whiplash for that. Yeah, no, that's what, well, yeah, because then, then they get into this mode of like, yeah, hey, look at now every (laughs) single day, a few times a day. And you're like, actually, oh no, (laughs) savor this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that's going back to communication, right? That's just, that's where we just have to be able to share that openly with them. Like I, you know, I love you and I'm, I wouldn't be here if I didn't love you and I wasn't, you know, physically attracted to you, all of that. I just, here's the, the reality of our life, you know? Um, so how can we keep an open dialogue to, to where we are, you know, sharing without making the other person feel guilty, you know, um, on both, on both sides of it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, okay. That was fun. <laughs> How, okay. So let's segue into a, a question I have for each of you and I, I will answer it as well. Um, <laughs> how <laughs> good ha- yes in case anyone was wondering i will answer it also no um how to how to keep the ke- the connection alive how do you find time for each other like what do you mm. do mm-hmm. girls when you find yeah. out let me know <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> i know you and jay spend time together come on it's uh that's a hard one i mean it is, it is hard it we, is we strive to to have that and and it's definitely not something that happens weekly you know sometimes it's more like monthly or or not even um and and when we recognize that we're in that pit that we need to we need to make something happen immediately um you know so like one small thing that Tyler and I do when he's home is that uh you know bedtime is important to us um not only for us just being together and having that time together, but also just having downtime from our, our kids, you know? Um, and, and that's when we connect. So whether it is, we both just want to sit on the couch together and watch, you know, a show that we like together, or we go get in the sauna together, whatever it might be, or we just sit and talk about, you know, all the crazy life things, but we make that a priority. You know, we make those two hours before we go to bed a priority. Um, especially since it happens, same thing, few and far between because he's, you know, gone a lot of night a lot of the nights out of the week. Um right. and and then and then date nights for us, you know, um, we don't have very many babysitters. Mm-hmm. Um and 
you know, so we do feel a little bit of the guilt of having to, you know, use his parents um, because they're kind of the only stable, you know, thing that's around here. Um, and then there's also things that go into that too, right? Like how our kids are the next day and and do we really want to deal with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it really worth going like out and grandma spending- grandpa time? <laughs> <laughs> Because they had grandma and grandpa time and they went to bed too late and they're really, really grumpy and had a lot of junk food and had a lot of junk food and they're just a disaster the next day, right? Like, do is that even worth it for us to have to? Yeah. Um, but we do try to make it a priority to, um, even if we get rid of the kids and just stay home and, and hang out with each other and, you know, just be, you know, pre Jack and Sloan, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's good. What about you, Britt? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go next. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I second what <laughs> Tosh said. Um, Shannon, you're so funny. But yeah, I um, we do try to make time to do some kind of date night. We try to go out once a week or we try to do something together once a week. It's, sometimes it is at home as well, like you were saying. Um, it is difficult I have my own business too. I have a small business I run out of my home and we're trying like I'm in the middle of trying to find a way to schedule myself where I have certain nights where I'm working and certain nights where everything is put away and it's time for family and I think I'm, we're getting better at it now. This time of year, um, is a little bit more, this is my busy, busy, busy time, like holidays. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's, but we're all understanding of that and we try to, to support and, um, but it is hard. Um, we, we struggle with like when we can go out and what's available to do because we tend to go out later in the evening. Austin's a teenager now. And um, Ruby would be okay with a babysitter. She would be fine for the most part. But there's some pretty significant challenges. And I can't just have, you know, the 16-year-old down the street watching my kids at night kind of thing because my autistic son is 16 um, and and a large kid. So um, we have uh, Austin's little brother actually uh, will stay up and and take care of kids, but we have to kind of put them to bed first. So that means later evenings and shorter date nights. Um, and so we're kind of, we're kind of stuck with like movies and like dinner, you know, and that's just what's available to do. And that's fine. Cause we can, you know, we'll go watch a movie for fun, but dinner, we can actually talk and like sit across from each other and have a conversation. So we'll do that. Uh, we'll go on drives and grab a dessert somewhere, just kind of that kind of thing, or we'll just stay home and we'll do, we'll do something at home. Um, but try to put away all the other stuff. And then that's, that's really, really hard for me personally. Doug's way better than, than I am about mm. not focusing on the huge pile of laundry and the dirty floor and the dishes in the sink mm. and just like have a date <laughs> night at home. I really struggle mm-hmm. with that. So, um, but, but I'm, I'm really trying to, to get better. So anyway, um, but yeah, it's, it's about that. It's about checking in with each other each night. Um, part of our, our lifestyle and the way we have to parent is when one of us has been gone for any length of time, longer than I'd say an hour. Um, the first thing you do when you walk in the door is you get a check-in. Okay. Mm-hmm. How's everybody doing? Where is everyone? Yeah. 
what is the food situation? What is the poop and pee situation? What is the clothing situation? What is the mood? Like it's like a checklist and you go through it and we talk the about report. it is like that's the way we have to do it because and it's not so much for Ruby once again because she can communicate to some level. Um, mm-hmm. But Austin cannot tell me. I have no idea mm-hmm. if he is hungry, if he needs to go to the bathroom, if he has been grumpy for the last 30 minutes and needs to be left alone unless Doug tells me. Or, or Tyler, whoever's watching him, you know, because he cannot tell me at all. Uh, so it really is important for us to do those check-ins. And and so we always start with kind of that stuff. And then it's like, okay, well, now tell me about you, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of, that's just how it is for us. So anyway, it's, it is something we struggle with. We go through phases, just like anything else in life, where we're better at it than others. Um, and then once one of us is struggling or having a hard time, we need to be open and honest and tell the other person, listen, like I haven't hung out with you in ho- however long, ha- this many days, like we need to schedule something cause I, mm-hmm. I need to connect with you. Yeah. It's important to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's our, that is our, that's ex- our exact words, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. let it get to the point where you're so frustrated that you end up fighting or or having an argument. Instead, yeah, instead of just being like, "Hey, <laughs> we need some some personal time." Yeah, I need some yeah. time with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's common to get to that point. Like I feel it is. so. I feel like Jay gets to that point sooner than I do, where he's mm-hmm. like, "Okay, like I need some time," and I think. Yes. I'm very like type one, get things done, check mm-hmm. things off the list, mm-hmm. um, what needs to happen. And so because I am that way, sometimes I overlook the other stuff. Like it's not on my checkbox list, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> clearly I need to put that on my checkbox list. Um, but I think that happens when we do get so wrapped up in life and we're so busy and we're overwhelmed with things that I know that it gets to that point for Jay and I where we do end up having a run-in where it's like, okay, this isn't working. Like what's mm-hmm. happening right now isn't working. Right. Um, and do I wish it didn't have to get to that point? You know, absolutely. I wish that we caught it or even I would catch it before it got to that point. But sometimes we have to. And then it's having to honor one another's feelings in that moment and acknowledge that it's both of you that got you right. there, right? It's right. not oh, yeah. just one or the other. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, both absolutely. of you that got you there. Um, and Jay and I still struggle with like date nights and stuff. We do usually, I mean, one, we go to bed very early because we also wake up very early. Um, so, you know, like we put Gracie to bed and then we usually have the hour after Gracie goes to bed as like time to watch a show together or relax together or whatnot before we do go to bed. Um, but I really do wish we were better about date nights. But that, again, it kind of goes into what Brittany was saying in that we don't, you know, and I mean, Tosh, you said it too. We don't have a lot of people to watch mm-hmm. Gracie. Just any um, sitter. Yeah. 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 And we we do try not to always make Maya watch Gracie. Because right, autism rules our life. Like it really, truly does. It our schedule and what we're going to do and who we're going to do with with and like what's going on. And um, we've had episodes where we've talked about the siblings before and how it affects their life. So it's like. Yes, you know, Maya is a part of our family and yes, she's her sister. So yes, there's a responsibility to participate in family things and all of that. Um, but I don't like to ask her to do that. Right. All the time. Right. Um, because she already does carry more than, you know, a, a sibling of a typical child mm-hmm. does. Um, 
And then there's very few family members who watch Gracie. So it kind of boils down to that where sometimes it is hard to go on those date nights and um, it's hard finding people you can trust. You know, I actually was talking to Gracie's aide at school yesterday morning. I, I stayed in and I walked Gracie to the playground and I was talking to her aide and I just said, you know, if there is any, um, you know, para pros or aides, um, usually the younger ones are the ones that have the energy to do after school stuff, you know, um, like if you notice anybody who you think is solid and trustworthy, like, would you let me know? Because since I just got into real estate, it's like there's going to be more times where I am going to need somebody to step in if Jay's working, but also for things like date night, right, where I need to pay somebody to come over so that Jay and I can invest that time into one another, but just trying to find those people who you can trust with your mm-hmm. child is so, so hard. And then, you know, you add in that Jay's retired law enforcement. So he's um, extra. Yeah, he's extra, especially when there are people coming into our home, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. around his child in our home, it's, you know, it's just kind of next level for him. So that can make things hard. And it's just our reality, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's okay to admit that. But I think also it's not okay to resign yourself that, that you're never going to go on a date night. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think yep. I think we always have to remember that we were married before we had children. Or even mm-hmm. if we weren't, not everybody is. Um, you know, this marriage is also a priority to me. So how how do I make it work? Yeah. Yeah. And some yeah, I'll let you really find out. <laughs> sometimes you really have to get creative and sometimes you do. there's yes. there's phases where you can't do it the traditional way and you just mm-hmm. have to you know google stuff talk to other parents like find mm-hmm. what works for you even if it's just for a short amount of time mm-hmm. it, it's something mm-hmm. you know find yeah. something i mean we went through a period where we were putting Gracie to bed and Jay and I would go out on the back patio and we would have like an hour, hour and a half just on the back patio. And somebody gave us, I don't remember if it was my mother-in-law, somebody gave us these books that you mm-hmm. fill out and mm-hmm. it's husband and wife questions, right? And so like yeah. you go back and forth and you ask each other questions that you maybe wouldn't necessarily think. Um, so it's like we were doing that for a while or one of us would cook dinner and we'd have dinner on the patio because mm-hmm. it was just too hard to figure things out, we should probably be doing that now. But yeah. I also have a backhoe in my backyard right now. Is a backhoe the right? I don't know if that's what I have. Excavator? I don't know. Excavator? excavator. I have an excavator. <laughs> in you my got a backhoe right in your backyard? I got a backhoe. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're not going to be able to utilize the yard for a while. But, um, you know, I mean, yeah, just trying just to figure it out. Sometimes it's the simplest things, right? You know, where, yeah. where we think like, oh, that's not, you know, we, it doesn't have to be something expensive and lavish and all these things in order for it to be a date night. Same thing like we've talked about in our self-care episode, right? It doesn't, self-care doesn't necessarily mean going out and spending a ton of money on yourself, going the to spa. The, the spa or whatever. Um, you know, it, it's the creating more of those little moments of connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, you know, if it is important to you to have some of those date nights out, really setting, um, you know, the intention to find those certain people, the people that you trust, whether it is, you know, um, like Shannon said, requesting somebody like a para from the school, seeing if they would be willing to do that. Um, or maybe you have good friends who have a very responsible older child, whatever it might be. Um, 
And then also setting money aside, you know what I mean? Saving money. You know, Tyler and I are a one income home um, and we don't just have the capability of, of, you know, going out and well, I do, but Tyler is much more. (laughs) <laughs> Discipline cool than I am. <laughs> I'm like, go spend three hundred dollars on a date. Okay, why not? Let's do it. No, I'm totally kidding. That is ridiculous. But Ish. in this day and age, it's like, yeah, totally the norm. Um, but anyways, it's you know saving you know money if if that's the case, and and making it as you know a special where you have it set up, you know, um, mm-hmm. a month or two months in advance, and 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 you know you're going to put out the money on you know, a sitter and then, and then going out and really enjoying time with each other. Um, cause it is important, you know? Um, so yeah. And you know, that's what I was going to say too, Shannon, um, and you can second this, um, maybe not as much now that you decided to give yourself another job, but, um, Tyler and I, you know, because he is a first responder and, um, there are days that he you know, home or multiple days in a row that he's home, um, we go out and do something during the day while the kids are at school. Um, yes. We go on dates, you know, even if it's just something simple. We both are, you know, um, I was going to say athletes. I'm totally an athlete. No, we're both um, into, you know, exercise. So we'll go and go for a run together and then go have coffee or whatever it is, you know, just something that's, again, just finding that time to connect with each other while we're doing something that we enjoy and maybe even something that doesn't cost any money at all, you know? Um, well, I remember just dog on a walk. Yeah. (laughs) I remembered like it was since we moved into the house, I don't days all blurred together at this point. I'm on pseudofen. Um, Jay and I, the kids <laughs> were at there. school. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Shannon's on drugs, you guys. Sorry. If I sound like I'm all over the place, it's the 12-hour Sudafed that I took. Um, <sighs> because Gracie got me sick, so we can. that's another episode. Um, Jay and I went to Lowe's. Mm. Literally, yes. we... We've done that, too. And, yes. And it's like, he needed things. And it's like, we just went to Lowe's. And we held hands while we walked through yeah. Lowe's. And we talked to each other. Like normal smell humans the sweet who weren't smell stressed out about dust in the kids. air, lumber. Yeah. Mm, lumber. You know, um, you know what Tyler and I will do though. We will do, we will do that. Like where it's like something that he is kind of into. Like he's like, mm-hmm. let's go walk around Lowe's and we'll make a little list of all the things that we want. And I'm like, okay, well, it's all the things that you want, but yes, <laughs> let's. I will, you know. Um, I will do that for you. And then same thing. He's done that for me with Target. You know what I mean? He it, That is like <laughs> the last thing in the world Tyler ever wants to do, ever, right? Like mm-hmm. walk around every single department of Target? Absolutely not. But he will do that, right? Because he knows it's something that I enjoy and that he just gets to be with me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have children with us. So even sometimes just filling each other's those each, each other's cups in that sense, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and then you get to forcing to hold hands. Yeah. Well, then you get to see each other like just humans and not parents. Right. Because right. it can be the simplest thing. Like I remember thinking that when we were walking through Lowe's, like we had gotten Starbucks. So I had my coffee in my hand. So that was my cup being filled. Right. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, <laughs> and Jay is walking around Lowe's getting his stuff. And, we're, and it's just like, you know, he'll make a remark or like say something funny. And like, it just reminds me like, this is one of the reasons I love you like this in this moment. And it was not an extravagant date night at a very expensive steakhouse followed by, you know what I mean? It was just like 
one of those things where it's like we're just humans and we're mm-hmm. just going to lows together and we can mm-hmm. still enjoy each other, you know, in just the smallest ways. Um, and we probably should do more of that during the day. But like you said, I went and got myself busier. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. darn you. Um, I will just a quick remark, Brittany. Um, this is like maybe far off the um, thought process for some of you out there, but you know, Brittany has been married for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you guys made it a priority to go on a vacation, just the two mm-hmm. of you to, you know, across the ocean, <laughs> yes. which was very hard for you, Brittany, but that was huge. And, and tell me that that was not so good for you guys. Um, it was, it, it did a lot of things. It not only, you know, gave us connection and something to look forward to and, and a, a shared experience without children for multiple days in a row, but right. it gave me it was it was a lot for me. Like it gave me confidence to do it again, yes. and yeah. we are Bro- we're going to do it again mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, uh, I love it, and love we're going to continue to do that. We are, you know, it wasn't the absolute perfect vacation, and I got every second out of it. You know, no, of course not. Um, when you were barfing, learned, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got super seasick. You guys, no more boats for me. Um, <laughs> Sexy. But, it was super so sexy. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, there's your ride or die horrible. if they can hold your hair while you're barfing. <laughs> oh man, it was so bad. Anyway, but um, I I learned, yeah, I learned, I learned, I literally learned some very practical things about my body. But I also learned like kind of where my level is and how many, how long it takes me to once I get there to relax, how right. how I can wind down, how you know what 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 I like to do on vacation. I. Mm-hmm. versus what Doug likes to do, finding out, you know, just like you go to Lowe's or Target, like we need to find that balance of what that we balance. can do. Mm-hmm. And um, so it is a lot, but but it gave me confidence to do it in setting up the babysitters and what worked last time we had the babysitter versus what we can do different. Like th- it's a process and mm-hmm. I, I will learn how to vacation better if I keep doing it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going to learn how to date better or how to connect with your your spouse or your partner better if you continue to do it. Um, mm-hmm. You might have a couple of duds in there. You know, it's OK. Like, well, uh, and, um, you know, in in. I guess, response to that in the sense of marriage counseling, you know, like that Mm -hmm. was almost sometimes for Tyler and I, what would be a date? And I know that sounds super bizarre and people are probably like, what in the, no, I don't think their eyes right now, but like, because it was such a priority for us to keep our marriage strong, you know, we are the foundation of our family. And if it is cracked in a billion different places, then, you know, the house is going to come tumbling down. So we made just going to our counseling appointments, you know, a, a priority and going out afterwards and talking about, you know, things from the appointment or even just, you know, not talking at all about that and our, you know, what was going on or our children or anything and just trying to be with each other and like, like we're dating again, you know? Yeah. Um, so I yeah. like that. Speaking of the house crumbling, I wanted to also suggest another option <laughs> for people. Um, <laughs> just sometimes it is impossible to go out, whether that's financially or more likely, you know, a babysitting issue, um, schedules lining up for work, whatever. Um, if you 
live in a building of any kind, <laughs> you have projects to do, right? And uh, yes. I, I really, I really feel very strongly about this. And this is, I think, this was a big turning point for me. And and I don't know if Doug would say the same. But if you find something for you to work on together, mm-hmm. whether that's painting a room or landscaping or fixing a sink faucet or whatever. Um, if you tackle a project together, if there's a problem, something that's that's needs to be fixed and you do it together, mm-hmm. it's bonding. It mm-hmm. it creates a um Shannon's like, whatever. What, what are you laughing at, Shannon? <laughs> the it's I would tell you, Jay would I tell you a home you, project is grounds for divorce. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's what Jay would Well, tell. Tyler would possibly too, but he knows that I am the leader and the boss oh, and he okay. is the worker bee, right? So because, you know, he's a team player and I'm not. I'm I'm the dictator. So okay. um, we just know how it's going to go. So we just work around that. I love this. So much marriage counseling happening So Shannon, right you don't have here. to get divorced. You just have to know your roles, right? What is your role? Yeah, well, what is <laughs> My role, role is that I'm the boss and your role is that you're just going to listen to what I tell you to do. Right. My way or the right. highway. No, right. I'm just kidding. Right, right. <laughs> I think Jay, like, and no, I, I'm Jay and like I, Jay and I, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, Jay and I both like to lead and I think that's the problem. It's also why we don't dance because Jay's like, I'm the leader and I'm like, but are you? No. Um, but are you really? Yeah. Are you sure I know. I know. It, it's one <laughs> of those things. Uh, that is well, a great also, thing, though, I think, I, Brittany. Yeah, yeah. That is. Go ahead, Shannon. Yeah. Unless you're us. Don't do that if you're us. Um, <laughs> I do want to say, too, because I just said Jay would say that's grounds for divorce. That is one word we don't throw out. Right. Is the D word. Yeah. So I think that yeah. that's really, really important, too, because that is straight up um, ultimatum style. And that's never, ever, ever yes. good. Yes. I will but, um, fully admit I was either. a... I was a D th- word thrower before children, and um, that was a lot that I had to work on. Uh, it was a lot of my own personal trauma and struggle, um, and and it that that was me. So you know, mm-hmm. being aware of who you are as a person um, mm-hmm. and what you bring to the table, good and bad, and and really working on those things. You know, if it's something personally that you need to to work on in counseling by yourself, then I, I am the girl over here in the corner saying, do it, do it and, and, and admit your strengths and your weaknesses and, and come to the table, um, able to, to, you know, to sit comfortably in that and, and want to work to be better, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing that I do find myself thinking too, especially after like hard seasons, hard things um, in having to do with like Gracie and the journey, you know, with autism and everything is Mm -hmm. I have found myself multiple times thinking like we just made it through that. Right. And if we can make it through that, like we can make it through anything. Yeah. And I think that is comforting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you can make it through a, a challenge with your child. And that you you're both mm-hmm. trying to work on it together and whatever roles that is, and you come out the other end, even if it's maybe not exactly when everything's one hundred percent solved, but you reach a great milestone or you're in a better place at the end, that's a cause for celebration. You guys did that celebration. together. Yeah. And it Amen. brings you together. It bonds you closer. Mm-hmm. If you guys mm-hmm. tackle a big house project or even a small one and you get something accomplished and you step back and you look at it together, you've done that together. 
instead of mm-hmm. fighting with each other and getting angry at each other, you take out that <laughs> aggression on <laughs> that tree stump you're trying to pull out or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then you feel that release and that like, oh, like we did this together, you know, it, it yeah, it brings you closer. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one last little piece of advice is, you know, whether we have neurodivergent children or, you know, neurotypical or a mixture of both, you know, parenting is hard. We're two different people with two different personalities, two different ideas of life. We were raised differently. Um, you know, so really sitting down, especially when it comes to um, special needs parenting and and talking through what our, you know, different thought process with how we parent is on certain subjects even, or just as a, as a general whole, um, because it's not going to be the same. And, and that can also be a, a, a huge point of contention, right? Um, so having that, just, just having that open line of communication, um, and, and, you know, going back to like what Shannon said, being willing to just sit and really listen and digest what that other person is saying and not needing to come back with, um, you know, either A, telling them what to do or B, trying to fix the situation, but just being a listener, you know? Um, So. I love that. All right. Well, I say we wrap up right there. We actually. Yeah. And again, none of us are medical professionals, even though we like. Or marriage professionals. We are not experts. We are. We are not. Working through it just like Uh, the rest of you guys. But just our own personal experiences and how thus far in our journeys we um, have handled and, and are still trying to figure out things, right? Absolutely. Yes, exactly. All mm. right, guys. Well, we mm-hmm. are going to wrap it up for today. Um, thank you guys for having this chitty chat with us. Um, I don't think we actually have to mark our episode E. I think we we Kept figured it. out a way to keep it in yeah. line. Yeah. Um, and if you guys wouldn't mind just shooting us a uh, review on wherever you guys listen to the podcast. We would absolutely love that. It just helps us reach more moms, more dads who need the community that we're trying to build um, to help support us and our babes. So we love you guys so much and we will catch you next week. On the flip side. Bye. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.